Welcome to the Art of Manifesting with Gaia. Our topic this evening is the Earth Changes and Astrology, How to Survive Them. And we have a fabulous guest who's going to talk about it. Her name is Barbara Goldsmith. Barbara has been a professional astrologer for over 30 years. She has a loyal following on YouTube for her free monthly horoscope forecasts and her predictions for world events. She has run her own successful property and investment company in London, UK, for several years, Stratford Properties. She hosted her own show on Canterbury Television, Money Talks. Based in New Zealand, she consults internationally with clients from all over the world. She is the author of Astrology Made Easy, a handy reference guide, The Elements, Physical and Metaphysical Astrology, Handbook for Surviving the Global Financial Crisis. She's a qualified financial advisor, business consultant, and brings together a unique mix of astrology, finances, and business with her experience as a successful business owner. I have personally consulted Barbara, and she has always been spot on. So she is truly a fabulous astrologer, and it is a great privilege to have her today on our show. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you, Gaia. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Thank you, Barbara. Our listeners would always like to know a bit about yourself, so could we start at the beginning of the turning point, or when did you get into astrology? I got into astrology at a very early age, actually. Um, I was always interested in this whole area, whole fascination for the metaphysical um, field altogether. And when I was about 18 years old, I went and had a reading with somebody. And I was astonished how this woman knew so much about me just by knowing my date, time, and place of birth. And she was actually spot on with her predictions over the years. And so it just sparked an interest. That was it. And then I went to night school. I studied. And even 30-odd years later, I'm still a student of astrology because I've always learned. Oh, that's amazing. Now, Barbara, the before life and the afterlife, we like to call it, what has, in what way has astrology made a difference in your life? In my life? Yes. I feel it's enabled me to have a greater understanding of people. It's enabled me to understand the differences between us. The fact that we're all, we're all one, I feel, we're all deeply connected and yet we all have such, we're all unique, we're all different. And I think astrology enables you to see deeply inside a person. It can take you from the physical to the emotional to the mental to the spiritual levels. And it's such a wide subject. It's enabled me to look at finances, the economy, the world, globally. Astrology can look at countries. It can look at relationships. It's, it's such a wide area, and that's why I feel it's always interesting and new. And each client, much as I may be sharing things with them, I always learn something new from each and every client. So it's wonderful. It's never-ending. Mm, and that's so true, too. So the topic this evening is the Earth Changes and Astrology, How to Survive Them. And I think it's, so, um, it's time-appropriate 
because all around us there's catastrophe and um, natural disasters and quite a lot happening. So Barbara, tell us, how do we use astrology and what is astrology saying about these times? Well, I've been talking for a while now about the cardinal climax. Um, this, the energies of that really starting around 2008. In fact, when we saw that huge collapse of world financial markets in March of 2008. So this is really when the cardinal climax began, which is this configuration of Saturn opposite Uranus. So you've got Uranus, which is this force for change, for the new, for freedom, for breaking out of old structures. And that, of course, we are seeing now, particularly in the Middle East or the Middle Eastern countries. We're seeing what's happening in Libya. We're seeing a great drive for freedom and for being free of these dictatorships um, that have been in place for many, many years. So this is the drive, and particularly young people are very driven by this Uranus energy. It's very often a youth movement or a move for greater freedom for people in general. Then we've got that, the other hand, Saturn on the other side of it. So opposite this wonderful drive for newness and freshness is Saturn. The serious authorities, the governments, the powers that be who want to keep things as they are, who want to keep control of the people and what they can and cannot do. Saturn would rule our governments, our legislation, our tax system, all these things that keep people in a structure, maybe structures that they don't like anymore. So this is what we've got opposite one another. And then squaring all of this, which in astrology a square is quite a challenging aspect and usually causes an actual physical change. And we've got Pluto at the very top. Pluto in Capricorn. Capricorn rules our Earth, the very Earth that we live on. It's an Earth sign. And Pluto is about destroying the structures that no longer work for us. So we've got these three planets really playing off one another, affecting us globally as far as Earth changes are concerned. So it's affecting us as far as disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis, all these terrible events that were wars, all these events that we're seeing springing up now in the world. And at the same time, we do have an opportunity with this cardinal climax to look at where it falls in our own charts, in our own lives, on a personal level. Uh, so, for example, it could be falling in your home area, your home, your family. You may find that you suddenly have to move. It may be affecting your career or your work or your health or your finances. And so this cardinal climax will certainly be triggering an area in your chart personally as well as on the global level. And so, Barbara, how long is this cardinal climax going to last? Okay. The energies are here with us at least until 2015. Although my feeling is that it's going to go a lot longer than that, I think we're probably looking at least another 10 years, the, the energies and the vibrations, this, before we start to have a feeling of order again. There's a feeling now of chaos. And particularly now, on April the 5th, Neptune just sneaks into its own sign of Pisces. On April 5th until August of this year, 
And then in February of next year, where it stays for many years after, Neptune's in Pisces. And I think this too is very significant because Neptune, whilst the higher octave, the plus of Neptune is it's about compassion. It's about caring for our fellow man. And we're sure seeing that in Christchurch, New Zealand now, where people are reaching out to one another to help one another. Seeing that in Japan, we see that very often in chaos. People come to one another to help. So that's the good side of Neptune, if you like, which is this higher love. And there are people sending light and love around the world to those who are suffering. We can change the course of events if there are enough of us together mentally. We can change the course of these terrible events. But there need to be enough people coming together to change it. The other side of Neptune is that it rules flooding, it rules tsunamis, it rules radiation, it rules the things that are unseen, the things that could be dangerous to us that we cannot see necessarily, that are invisible. Neptune also rules, um, it's chaotic. Neptune is dreamy. Think of Pisces. Pisceans, they're often their own dream world a lot of the time. So Neptune is very nebulous, you can't pin it down and what I'm seeing for example in the Middle East is that Uranus has come along and said all these people have come out and revolution, let's change but they don't know what they want to change to I'm not seeing a leader true leaders coming out to take these countries into something new and better and this is the Neptune influence the Neptune influence is that People don't know quite where they're going. They know they want change, but they don't know what they want instead clearly. And Neptune, the trouble with Neptune is, is it doesn't bring structure. I'm seeing a lack of structure. And people want structure. Look at Egypt. People interviewed in Egypt, over 75% of them interviewed, said that they would like Sharia law brought back in. That indicates to me that people need and want structures of some sort. Now, admittedly, they may not like the structures that have been there, but people do need a framework to work within. Otherwise, it's just nebulous. It's going nowhere. They need something to, to hold their hat on. And this is going to be the issue with Neptune. We're going to see it on a worldwide level, I feel, and we'll see it on a personal level, where people may find it difficult challenging to bring new structures into their lives. Because when there is so much transition in the world and there's so much changes, it's almost like, well, can I build a new structure? Or what structure should I build? So everything is changing. And these, these are very challenging times to live in. But also I feel, because I'm ruled by Jupiter, I have a lot of Jupiter energy in my chart, I also feel that there will be some good things that come out of these difficult times. I'm hoping that it's going to bring people together in ways that they haven't been for many years, many, many years. It's an opportunity for us to come together, to work together, to support one another, to be the best that we can be as individuals and to work together to form a better world. Now, Barbara, I've, uh, my listeners have asked me to ask you this question. Knowing that these tremendous shifts are taking place, now we are also going into Mercury retrograde on the 30th of March. So the question was that how does this affect the whole pot again? <laughs> okay. Right. Now, Mercury retrograde, to be perfectly honest, 
um, tends to be more of a minor annoyance than a huge major issue. However, I agree with you, Gaia, that mixed in with the planets in Aries this month, coming up in, in April, um, it's probably just going to add its normal um, challenges of communications issues, things breaking down, not being able to get somewhere on time because the weather may have changed, you may get stuck in a storm, your plane may be delayed, your travel plans may need to change, you may have to repeat things to people who haven't heard what you want to say. I think it will be probably just an ex exacerbation of these minor annoyances. But I try not to see Mercury retrograde as being a major issue that's going to affect us um, in such dire ways. I don't see that being a huge issue. What I've just noticed from the cardinal climax and what you've been explaining to us is that now um, the Mayan calendar is also coming to an end and they call it the ninth wave that's just begun and um, it reaches its high energy point on the 28th of October. Is there any correlation between that and the cardinal climax? To be honest, I don't see it. Uh -huh. Maybe there's astrologers out there that see it. Mm -hmm. But the way I see the Chiral Climax, I see it as, as a much longer time period. I'm not seeing, I know the Mayans are quite specific with their dates. I'm not seeing it specifically on a particular date that, for example, we're going to see the world end or uh, a series of catastrophic, catastrophic events happening just at a particular time. I'm seeing it more unfolding over these years. And for some people it will hit more radically at certain points, and for others it will hit at different times. And it will depend where that cardinal climax falls in your chart as to when those things are more likely to affect you more deeply at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you also mentioned that um, there is a shift in consciousness taking place. And the more individuals are getting together and creating this, what um, in the Mayan concept they call the unity wave, it seems a, a, a better world that we are trying to create by sending these loving vibrations of unconditional love. Now, in order to fully understand how it's going to affect us individually, what could one do? What could you do? Oh, well, you could pray. You could send light, send loving light to the people around you, to those that you love, to the people who are in trouble. That's what you can do on the kind of the, the higher level. I think it's very much working with our mental energy. I mean, I don't know what your belief system is, but it is generally believed by many experts that the pyramids were certainly in Egypt, were certainly not created by people lifting those great heavy stones and building pyramids. But in fact, the people at the time were able to do it mentally, the power of the mind. So I have no doubt that if enough people get together, if enough people develop that mental ability, that mental focus, it takes a great deal of mental focus to be able to do that. And as I said, with the Neptune energy, this is not going to be necessarily so easy to achieve, but it can be done. But for the people who can give that degree of mental focus, yes, we can stop the tsunami coming to our shores. We can stop an earthquake happening. We can stop the suffering. I do believe that is doable, and it will take 
a huge amount of energy and people coming together, I feel on that mental concentration level to be able to do it, but I firmly believe that it is doable. Yes. That's that's really powerful. Thank you for that. Now, as an astrologer, you would have faced the financial crisis of all your clients calling you up and asking you, oh, I'm losing my job and, you know, all of that. So with the cardinal climax, what are the most common questions you're receiving from clients all over the world? Well, it depends. It's very variable. A lot of questions are involving how can I get a job? Many mm. people are out of work and have been out of work for long periods of time. And for many of them, I'm not seeing full-time or permanent work. And simply because the fact is that many companies and businesses are downsizing. But I'm seeing that in education, I'm seeing that in government, I'm seeing that in public service, I'm seeing that everywhere. So the jobs of today are not going to be the jobs of tomorrow. We're going to have to find uh, more creative ways and different ways. You see, Gaia, to be honest with you, I'm seeing money and finance and how we see money and how we use money changing considerably. Wow. Okay, I mean, everything is going to change. I think that we are going to see a great leveling of the situation. So those, I mean, it's been quoted many times, there are about 400 people that have the wealth of maybe 150-odd million Americans. So I think what we're going to see with these earth changes is a great leveling um, that because we are going to, I feel, scrabbling for survival, mm. that survival will be the issue. How are we going to survive these earth changes? Never mind, make great pots of money mm. and all this greed that we've seen. I think we're going to see huge changes in this and get very much getting back to basics. We may find that we are without um, all our luxuries, all the things that we got used to. I think we're going to see food shortages, power outages. Um, I, think, I think we're going to see all of these things around the globe in different places. Um, and I think we're going to have to learn how to get back to basics. The people who, in fact, are the poorest, the people who have not got assets, in some ways, they may not believe it now, but in some ways they're going to be better off because they've got nothing to lose. People who are trying to protect their assets right now, it's not easy to protect your assets. Stock markets, the stock markets are really going to be in trouble. Um, land, who knows if you buy land or if you buy property whether it's going to be in the sea or not. So everything has a huge risk to it. Gold and silver, they're, they're good investments right now. I do believe they're going to go up in value. There's no question about that as we see more world uncertainty. But there may come a time, there may come a time where we may not use currency and money anymore as a store of value. I think it's going to change. I think we will see countries um, coming up with new ways of how we exchange value. Mm. And I think when we go back to basics, the brain becomes creative, isn't it? The positive uh, side of looking at this uh, cardinal climax, um, how do the signs, do you, how do this, in a nutshell, how are the signs reacting to it? Because now we have the sun signs and we have the ascendants. So our listeners would like to know how the signs are reacting to the cardinal climaxes. Let's do a general run through. I'll do you a quick 
General Rumsford. So, Aries. Aries for sure, with Uranus in Aries, with the fact that it's a cardinal sign, boy, Arians have to be affected by it. I would say that the early Aries are going to be affected soonest, so people who've got March to beginning April birthdays, incredibly affected. Your lives are going to be changed, turned upside down. Aries, you've got to be brave. You've got to be ready to be courageous, step out and say what it is that you need and what you want. Don't No beating around the bush anymore. You'll have to be very brave. Taurus. Taurus, you're a fixed sign. You don't like change. My goodness, you don't like all these changes coming up. And you want to dig your heels in. You want some security. You'd like everything planned out. It's not going to be like this, Taurus. Taurus, best thing you can do is work on your survival stuff. You're an earth sign. A lot of you are good at building, good at gardening. Really good to, to focus on anything practical that'll stop you worrying so much. Gemini's. Gemini's, you're thinking about it. You're all over the place with this. You don't mind lots of changes, but you are thinking, well, what about this? What about that? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. You might want to write down what's going on with you. You might want to share some of your ideas because you're an ideas person. Share it. Spark off some ideas for other people so that they come up and come up with new ideas as to how we can go through these changes. Because Gemini's, you are mutable, so it should be a little bit easier for you in some ways. Depends on your personal chart. Cancerians, well, you like home. You like security. You like family. And a lot of that's going to be changes. You're, you're changing. You're, you're the cardinal sign. And cancer is the pivotal point of the cardinal climax. We've got Aries, Uranus in Aries, Saturn in Libra, and we've got um, Pluto at the top of the cardinal climax. And then pivoting at the very bottom opposite the Pluto is cancer. So if you like, you're part of the grand cross here, Cancerian. So for you, boy, everything in your life is up for grabs, is up for change. <clears throat> and you can go with these changes and let go of the old because you tend to be sentimental and want to hold on to things. You can let go and move into these new changes. As turbulent as it is, because it will be turbulent, it will take you into new realms that you really might allow yourself to enjoy. And we've got the Leos. Leos, you're fixed. So again, changes. Well, if you're organizing it and telling everybody else what to do, maybe. But if it's happening to you, which you may well feel if it is, well, then you may feel you want to dig your heels in. Try to be a good organizer. You, are, you have organizational ability. Uh, you're good at delegating. Try to lead people. Leo, after all, the lion is a leader. So if you're able to lead in your field, Try and help people and lead them, maybe to safety or to new horizons. Virgos. Virgos, gosh, you like to have everything mapped out, planned out, down to the very last detail. You're not going to have time for that. With the cardinal climax, you are going to have to um, maybe move in a hurry. You may need to move out of where you are quickly. And you may not have time to get everything packed in the order that you want it packed in. You may just have to move. So, Virgos, you're very good with anything connected to health. Start studying herbal remedies, um, natural medicines. We might be back to plants and herbs because pharmaceuticals could well become drugs, could well become scarce. Um, then we've got Libra as well. Libra, I'm a Libra. So, yes, huge changes, huge, huge changes um, happening for you. You're part of this cardinal climax. Expect your relationships to come under change. 
You may even find, feel a certain isolation feeling that you're having to step out on your own and maybe do things on your own rather than with a partner or in a partnership. But Libra's are going to be greatly affected, are greatly affected. Scorpios, gain a fixed sign. None of the fixed signs like this because they like to know where they're up to. So Scorpio, you're feeling everything intensely. You too, you're very good when it comes down to the finding out what's going on, researching, getting to the bottom of things. Really research things. Trust what your intuition is telling you. You're a water sign. So and try, try, uh, Scorpios, to go with the flow a little bit more because otherwise you're going to come up against things uh, more suddenly and more violently. If you can go with the flow, go with that river, it will be much, much easier for you. Um, then we've got Sagittarius. Sagittarius, okay, you've got great ideas about the big picture. You, you're going to like all this possibility of traveling. You like to travel, you like to um, see into the distance. Develop that spiritual side of yourself. The very spiritual side also, Sagittarius has the gift of prophecy, of seeing into the future. Try and develop that within yourself. Try and trust as well the intuitive urges that you will be getting during these times. Luckily, you're a musical sign. So you are, if there isn't too much fixed in your chart, you should be able to flow with these changes. Capricorn. Capricorn, you're an earth sign. And Pluto's in your sign. So boy, Capricorns, you've been having huge transformations since November of 2008 when it went into your sign. So boy, it's all been happening for you. No question. Huge transformational changes. But you are also, if you go with these changes, able to reach people on a wider level. You're able to have much more power for yourself. If you allow yourself to take your power and your strength through these changes, you can make a huge impact on people and on the world in general. Then we've got Aquarians. Aquarians, well, you're a fixed sign, but you're also a problem solver. You think outside of the box. We're going to need Aquarian energy. We're supposed to be coming into the Aquarian age. We need it. We need these ideas. We're going to need new ideas as to how to run our technology. How are we going to run it without electricity? What are going to be new ways of getting around transportation-wise? Oil has had it. A lot of our fossil fuels, they've had it. We're not going to be able to use those anymore. Aquarians, we need those ideas. Get on with coming up with those ideas. The world needs it. Then Pisces. Ah, Pisceans, you really would like to get away from this whole thing. You would like to just escape into another world, another reality. With Neptune coming into your sign, that's going to encourage you even more to try to escape. Try to develop that wonderful side of you, that compassion that you have, that wanting to help people, particularly working maybe with hospitals, with prisons, with the less fortunate, volunteering yourself in one way or another. This is a wonderful way for you to work through these changes. As well, listen to your dreams. I see as often have vivid dreams. Your dreams may help you through these and also, remember, Pisces, you do need to be practical. Do some practical things as well to ground your energy as well. There you have it. Oh, that was fabulous, Barbara. Now, I have a question for you. What if a person's chart, in their chart, they have the sun sign, which is a cardinal sign, and their ascendant, which is also a cardinal sign? What are they in for? <laughs> well, it would depend on the degree and the sign, but for sure... They are going to be up to some deep personal change. How they see the world is going to change. How they present themselves to the world is going to change. In fact, people may see you so differently because you are changing 
drastically. And depending where the other one is, it could be affecting your home, your family, your roots. And equally, it probably is going to affect your career, your life direction, where you feel you're going. With the cardinal climax and knowing that it's probably going to last till 2015, when is the heart? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, I think these times are very, very intense for at least, I would say at least until we have Saturn going into Capricorn, which really, and that's when I think we will see the beginnings, and I say the beginnings, the beginnings of structure again. And that really isn't going to be until around 2019, 2018, 2019, 2020. Because it's all very well, you're pinning me down to the Cardinal Climax, Gaia, <laughs> but we have other aspects that are coming up as well mm -hmm. that will still cause, I feel, this Cardinal Climax to reverberate for years past it. Um, but certainly between now and 2015, at the very least, will be extremely volatile, Changeable, but within those changing times, will be the opportunity for a lot of new things to come out of a lot of these difficult things. Mm. And uh, what's standing out for me is that um, we've learned from the old patterns, we've learned and evolved new patterns where we've gone, uh, we've become more individualistic. And I think now we are generally, we are going to be a force to lose that and become more global, more um, really united, isn't it? and more g generous and loving and going back to the basics. Now, Barbara, as a fantastic astrologer, how could our listeners, um, what do they need to do? So send in their date of birth to you and you could tell them what's, what they're in for and where it is for them? I would need date, time if they have it, and place of birth. Mm -hmm. And they could ask me like a question, one question, which I answer, it's a one-question deal. I tried to do something because I know a lot of people are struggling financially. Mm -hmm. For $25, you can ask me one question, say, about the Cardinal Climax if you wanted to, and I'll answer you in an email of up to 150 words. If you wanted something more than that, then you might want a half-hour reading or a one-hour in-depth reading, depending what's happening for you in your life and the kind of urgency that you're feeling. Or you might want to order my $5 Cardinal Climax audio that you could listen to that will also tell you a little bit about what's happening in the various houses and times. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Now, Barbara, on a personal note, how do you use astrology? Do you use it on a daily basis for yourself? To be honest with you, I don't get time to use it on a daily basis for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at charts for the most part. I use more... Uh, of course, I, I know roughly in my head where the, tra where the big transits are, what's happening. Of course, I've been experiencing a great deal of turbulence in my home base. Uh, Saturn has been transiting my fourth house, um, and all my Libra and planets are in that fourth house. And We've had the earthquakes in Christchurch, my home being in Christchurch, getting shaken up, my whole life being shaken up right to the very core and the roots of it. So certainly it's been affecting me personally. Um, very deeply. Yeah. So I use it on a personal basis to the best of my ability to prepare. So I, I can try to prepare myself best I can with the uh, transits that I'm seeing coming. But probably I use it much more for my clients. And I use it more on the global level because I think it could be very valuable right now for global and world predictions 
because we are a global community and we're helping giving that information out as and when I see it. So Barbara, what message would you love to get across to our listeners from all over the world? Um, I guess the message is that these are difficult times. There's no question that you, you can dress it up as much as you'd like to. And I have had a tendency in the past, with all my Jupiter, to say, you know, we can, there are good things, and yes, there are always good things despite the bad. But make no mistake, these are difficult times, these are changing times, and for many people, these are frightening times. And um, just to acknowledge that it's okay to feel those emotions. Don't sort of pretend that you've got to be okay and everything is going to be good. While you're going through a crisis, everything is not good and everything is difficult. So um, that's the first thing to say. You give yourself permission to have those emotions and feelings, to try not to be too isolated, to reach out to people if you can, to make some, even if it's just small preparations if you can, for survival. Have at least some spare water, some food, a first aid kit, a bag of things that you can run out with if you need to evacuate from where you are at short notice. Just any drugs or medications that you have, any personal papers that you need, make sure you've got them in a little bag that you could go and move with in case you had to move. The people in Japan didn't get that kind of warning. You may be lucky enough to have some kind of warning and you're able to move quickly. So be ready to move quickly, be ready to move on a dime. Don't lose hope. Of course, there is always hope. And you may be called upon, because those of you that prepare to the best of your ability, physically, with survival, mentally and emotionally, you're going to be in a much better place to help others, should you be needed when the time comes. And boy, I think there will be people who will need a lot of help. And those of us who are strong and who have prepared ourselves mentally will be able to help those through it to a better life and better times. And the world did need to change. It does need to change. It's tremendously in balance right now. It's out of balance. There's far too, different, too much difference between the have and the have-nots. And that's never going to create peace. And I, for one, want to see a world of peace, of love, of humanity coming together. Right now it's a dream. I do believe that these changes and the chaos that are coming will force us we wouldn't do it of our own volition for the most part, but we'll force us out of our comfort zones into something new and hopefully much, much better. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Barbara. Now, on a metaphysical note, um, is it good for individuals to get into meditation and more affirmations and really personal spiritual transformation at this point in time? Very much so. I mean, that's always a given. Always. If you can meditate, visualize, send love, send light. That is always a wonderful thing to be doing, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, this is out of curiosity. Are there cardinal countries? <laughs> Are there cardinal countries? That's a good question. There's controversy about um, countries <clears throat> and their uh, signs. So, for example, as far as I know, uh, the UK, for example, is... Capricorn is cardinal, but is a Capricorn country. Mm -hmm. um, the United States is a Gemini country. Um, let me see. Let's see. What other countries do I know just off the 
top of my head. I think Switzerland is tourist, ruling money, ruling finance. Um, Italy, I believe, is Leo, Leo country. Sun, sunshine. Um, India, I think, also is a Capricorn country. Mm. Absolutely sure, but that gives you a few. Mm. What about China? Would you know? China is. Oh, I just looked at China's chart recently. Um, China is. I think it's Scorpio. It's got a lot of Scorpionic energy. It's got Scorpio and Aquarius in its charts, but a lot of eighth house stuff. And we very often don't know what China is doing or what China is up to. And boy, that chart indicates it. China's chart indicates it. That's mm. very much right. Wow. So people living in these countries will be also affected with the country's own uh, shifts, isn't it? With the country's own shifts and also with their cities, because each city has signs as well, depending when it was formed. Uh, Barbara, now we have the Vedic astrology system and the Western astrology system. Um, how different are they in predictive astrology? It's interesting you should say that, because I've only studied the Vedic a little, little bit. Mm -hmm. And of course, the signs of everything is quite different. But what I find is that clients who come to me, because I have a lot of clients who come to me from, from India, say that very often the results I come up with in my Western astrology is very similar to their Vedic astrology. So I, I have always found that to be very interesting. So it seems that we come to very similar conclusions, even though we use different systems. Mm, that's amazing. Now, Barbara, I know that besides being an astrologer and doing readings for your clients, you're also a fabulous teacher of astrology. So could you tell us a bit about that? Well, I've, I've done a lot of teaching over the years. I, I love doing the teaching. I'm not doing it at the moment, but I will be doing, uh, when I get time, because my time is uh, very limited at the moment because I'm so busy, but when I do get the time, I am planning to run some online courses, um, and then people from different countries hopefully will, will want to sign up and come and enjoy learning some astrology, because astrology is so much fun to learn. Okay, Barbara, could you please uh, tell us how we could um, pass this message about the Cardinal Climax to others? Um, it's not just the Cardinal Climax, but all these videos that I'm putting out now on YouTube, uh, whether it's about my predictions with some of the disasters that have been happening, whether it's some warnings that I'm giving out, um, I'd be really appreciative for those of you that have maybe Facebook accounts or Twitter or whatever it is, uh, because I do do these videos free of charge, but I'm wanting to get this message out to a wider audience to people who could really maybe benefit from this and maybe receive a warning or something, a validation of, a, of an intuitive thing they've been feeling and that this video may just give them the push to get out of an area that may not be safe and may actually save, save lives. So I would really appreciate it for those of you who would, would share these videos with other people. Um, that could make a real difference. So Barbara, you've written some fabulous books. Could you enlighten us? On them. I guess the first book that I'd like to make the most of at this time is the book I've written about how to survive the global financial crisis. It's a little book. You can get it as a download for $5. So very inexpensive and it gives you some survival tips in there, some, some ways to survive and to prepare um, for, I feel, more of a crisis coming. Out of crisis comes opportunity, but um, this is just a, a very small book that you can either order 
um, in a hard copy or you can get online quickly and it will give you some information as to how to survive these changes um, on a very practical level. For those of you that are interested in astrology and learning more about astrology, then my first book, Astrology Made Easy, is really a handbook. It takes you through all the signs, the houses, what they mean, in a very simple way, easy to understand way. And my next book is all about the elements of astrology, um, the fire, earth, air, water, and how those mix inside of you. So you may be predominantly a fire person. And you want to get on with things. You want to do things. You want action. You don't like sitting behind a desk. And you might be married to somebody who is a Taurus, who's not, who's slow, and is an earth sign, and doesn't want to be rushed around. Um, so I look at all these ways in which the elements work together, or sometimes don't work together very well. Um, but how you can work with that, and how you can understand the people in your life better by knowing the element mix within their chart. Because I feel the elements are hugely important in astrology, in enabling us to understand people better, to understand the needs and the motivations and the desires of people around us better. For example, if somebody's got a load of air in their chart, let's say they've got a lot of Gemini, and they've got a lot of Libra, and some Aquarius, so they need to be talking, they need to bounce ideas off other people. They need to be interacting a great deal and they need a lot going on. They can usually think about 10 different things at the same time. Let's say you've got a lot of water in your chart. Let's say you've got a lot of Cancer or Pisces or Scorpio. Well, you are going to need some quiet time, some peaceful time, some time away from people. You can't bear all that interaction drives you nuts. You need some time to recharge your batteries. And then you're ready to go out and face the world again. So in understanding these dynamics between us, often within one person it can be going on, and it's like, how do you deal with that? But also the dynamics in our relationships, I think it enables us to have easier relationships. Even if it's something very, very small, there's usually something that you can feel that you're thankful for. And sometimes that just gives you the to get you into a different feeling place that makes you feel more positive about what the future can hold. Mm, that's beautiful, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking time off your busy, busy schedule and uh, giving us this interview. So we are truly grateful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Very much.